Hello, my name is Dwayne Spearman, and this is a teaching ministry located here in Lynchburg, Virginia, that is called to encourage, disciple, and challenge the people of God. Today I'm going to start a new topical study on the issue of the creation account as found in Genesis chapter 1 and 2. Uh, this is based on a paper that I actually wrote in 2014 for a class, which was an Old Testament background studies in Genesis. In it, I briefly looked at some of the various views of the creation account to point out their weaknesses and their strengths, at least as far as I could discern, and which ones we, I believe, as Bible-believing Christians should reject and embrace. Now, these views consist of mythology, what's called pictorial day, old earth creationism, young earth creationism, gap theory, naturalistic evolution, and what I would refer to as the biblical view, which is how the Bible itself speaks on the issue. You see, for centuries, the interpretation of the creation account in the book of Genesis was, I mean, it was pretty static in that the commonly held teaching that the narrative was to be interpreted literally was accepted by the majority of the church leadership and those in attendance. However, with the advent of the Enlightenment and the introduction of rationalism, which is a belief or theory that opinions and actions should be based on reason and knowledge rather than on religious belief or emotional response, and also the advent of empiricism, which is the theory that all knowledge is derived from sense experience, i.e. experimental science, the historicity of the book of Genesis was called into question, as you can imagine. Specifically, it is the first two chapters of the book that draws the most ire from those who find its count to be on par with such things as the Epic of Gilgamesh or the stories of Zeus. Now, others will concede that while upper story religious truth can certainly be found in the text, but they will deny, you know, its his historical value and the actual validity of the text where it seems to contradict the findings of modern science. However, if indeed the creation account is not a literal account, but is really simply an upper story narrative that is only meant to present moral or religious truth, we got to ask ourselves, how does that impact the other teachings of the Bible? Now, the first view that I considered is what is called the mythological view. Now, according to John Walton, author of the NIV application commentary on Genesis, he said the, myth the mythical approach of interpreting this book is by far the most troubling category for those who take it seriously. The reason for this is because in our modern society, the term myth almost automatically always implies a judgment that the story is not true or at least unhistorical. However, you will find that's not necessarily the way those in the ancient world saw mythology. Instead, they saw myths as means of explaining the world around them in the form of a story, and it usually did have religious or moral purposes. Actually, mythology to the ancient world was like science to our own, in that both were and are mere attempts to understand 
what we refer to as simply cause and effect. Now, another professor, John Collins at Covenant Theological Seminary, insists that with that in mind, it's wise for us today to shy away from triumphalism by arrogantly implying that our modern world is more sophisticated than theirs. He says it's not. On the other hand, it must be acknowledged that the very word myth, I mean, think about it, by its very nature, implies that not every aspect of the story is to be taken as absolute truth, even though it's often told such. Now, Millard Erickson, who's the author of Christian Theology, also points out that myth is indeed a literary literary device that is used to convey a supernatural or transcendent truth in an earthly form. Given that, those who hold this view will contend that the Bible was never really meant to have any authority when it comes to empirical issues. Those would include things like history and science. Instead, they would conclude the authority of the Bible only rests in issues of religion and therefore serves to only bring men into a proper relationship with God. Now, in the end, ultimately, those who hold this mythological view usually embrace naturalistic evolution. Um, And of course, that is the view that new life species came into being as a result of natural causes, not a divine being. So they would reject biblical creation. However, I believe they do so by ignoring the clear intent of the author, the author of the book of Genesis. Um, For example, the writer clearly intended that the book be an actual historical account. And I can say that because of its narrative style. Why would he give so much attention to genealogies, i.e. the descendants of Adam and the descendants of Noah, if it wasn't meant to be taken literally? Why would he give so much attention to dates For example, the exact date in relation to Noah's life that the rain began to fall. Why would he have taken such extensive measures in regards to those genealogies and those dates if it was not meant to be taken literally? Therefore, I reject the mythological approach to the interpretation of the count, and so should you. God bless you guys. Hope that you have a great day. Remember, God loves you, wants the best for you. He's working all things out for your good. Thank you for listening today. I also serve churches in the areas of guest speaking, conferences, and revivals as the Lord provides opportunity. If I can be of service to you or your ministry, I would love to hear from you.